Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Monday, October 12, 2020. It's Columbus Day. Enjoy Columbus Day for what's that worth, what that's worth. Uh, we're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Call in 317-849-2933. Take control of your dental health. What are you doing? Don't fill up rivers your dental health, right? Colts, they lost yesterday, 32-23 up in Cleveland. There was good, there was bad, there was ugly. Let's review. The good, all right, uh, Rigobert, or, uh, Roberto Blankenship. Three for three in field goals, two for two in extra points. That was good. Nice. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, 101-yard kickoff return for a touchdown coming off a of pick six that really got the Colts back into the game in the second half. That was good. I thought Jonathan Taylor was good. I didn't think he got enough carries. Again, I don't know why. I don't know what the reluctance is in feeding the ball to this guy more than 15 times. I I don't know why Frank Reich has him on a pitch count. The guy does nothing after contact but get an extra two yards. Open up a hole for the guy. Get him four. He's going to get you six. I don't understand the reluctance to use Jonathan Taylor as I think he ought to be used. I mean, 25 carries minimum for this guy because the alternative, that's where we get to the bad and the ugly. Um, The defense allowed three points in the second half. Granted, the Colts allowed 12 points in the second half, but the defense only allowed three, which brings us to the bad, which of course is Phillip Rivers. Two picks, one is a uh, pick six. What are you doing throwing that ball to T.Y. Hilton? Why? He's flat. You throw it flat. The DB had no choice but to come jump the route and take it to the house. There was no other possible outcome for that play. You cannot make that throw. That was bad. It was all so ugly. The second interception, what do you do? When he gets sped up, man, he makes crazy-ass decisions. And and that's what happened to Rivers. Two picks, you're going to lose every single time he throws two, pick, or two picks. 0-6 last year with the Chargers, 0-2 this year with the Colts. That's what's going to happen. Look, you know what? We've tried to be calm about all of this with Phillip Rivers. Game one against the Jags, that wasn't good. And then he had three games in a row where really he didn't do anything to kill you. And that's the best you're going to get out of Phillip Rivers. He's not going to beat you. He's not going to win you any games, but he's not going to beat you. And so the Colts, they were three and one after beating three really subpar teams, despite the fact that the Bears were three and oh when they played them. The Bears really not very good. Anyway, they're four and one now. What the hell am I talking about, right? But they're not very good. The Browns with Miles Garrett against LaRaven Clark. I, I got a question. 
<sighs> what are you doing if you're Frank Reich leaving LaRaven Clark out on that island by himself to try to stay between Miles Garrett and Phillip Rivers? How do you not have a tight end on the side where Miles Garrett is every single time you're going to throw the football or every single time you're going to run it for that matter? What are you doing? How do you not chip every single play? This guy is going to ruin your game. That's what he does. He is the best defensive player in the National Football League right now. The most aggressive, pain-in-the-ass defensive lineman in the National Football League. And you got LaRaven Clark, who you know is going to get beat to the outside every time a speed guy like Miles Garrett decides he wants to. And, and you don't have a tight end on that side. I don't understand schematically what you're doing. Maybe it's kind of like Dusty Baker used to do to Jim Hendry when, when Baker was the manager of the Cubs and Hendry gave him a horse bullpen. You know, he's like, hey, you gave me this as my eighth inning guy. He's my eighth inning guy. He gives up eight runs. He gives up eight runs. I, I'm going with the roster that you've given me. Is that what Frank Reich's doing? You, you get Chris, I got LaRaven Clark as a backup left tackle. He's going to be my backup left tackle. And, and that's the way it is. So if he's my backup left tackle, he's going to play. And he's got to be able to get between Miles Garrett and Phillip Rivers, or we're going to lose the game. And that's just the way it is. So, Chris, get me a backup left tackle who can play, or I'm going to play the guy you gave me. Is that what's going on here? Because yesterday, it sure as hell looked like it. I mean, if, if LaRaven Clark ever wanted... Why would you want this opportunity? But to be exposed as somebody who can't play left tackle in the National Football League against an elite pass rush guy, here was your opportunity. You know, you knew what was going to happen, but there he is, old number 62, lining up all by himself with 95 in a four-point stance out way wide against him. There's no chance for Raven Clark. Maybe against a mediocre pass rush guy. Maybe he'd be okay, but not against Miles Garrett. This is preposterous. What was happening? Anyway, they, they uh, um, more good, a little bit more good, the two picks. The two picks were nice, right? Okariki and Walker did a nice job. How about those guys, man, playing uh, with some dings? Uh, Okariki coming off thumb surgery six days before. And, and played his ass off. I thought Walker, with a bum ankle, was really, really good. You had to have him on the field or you had no chance uh, against the Browns. Mayfield was terrific in the first half. Second half, not so good. Sped him up a little, did some different things. I thought Eberflus was good in the adjustments that he made rolling into the second half. Nice. That was good. The bad, yeah, uh, Phillip Rivers... Wait, this is a one-year deal. If you go into a second year with Phillip Rivers as your starting quarterback, you, you have lost your mind. You, you've taken leave of your senses. People are going to start to call for Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason is not ready. If Jacob Eason was ready, he'd be playing. This is a potential playoff team with Phillip Rivers. They're no more than that. They're a wild-card round team, potentially. What, uh, but teams are, continue, are going to continue to adjust. If you speed up Phillip Rivers, 
Philip Rivers is going to throw it to you, and then the Colts are dead because they are not dynamic offensively, and no team is going to be dynamic offensively with Philip Rivers as its quarterback. They're going to ground and pound and ground and pound, control the ball, 14-play touchdown drives. That's what the Colts want to do. That's what they're built to do. If they got to go out and and you saw it in the fourth quarter. I mean, they're down two scores. And you would have thought that they were up two scores, for God's sake, taking time off the clock like it's their job. That's who they are. That's their DNA. It's what they do. They are not a Peyton Manning-led offensive juggernaut who's going to be able to dink, 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 eight plays, two minutes. That's not who they are. It's not what they're going to be. The ugly. Uh, the call on Quentin Nelson for holding on that screen was absolute garbage. I mean, that's, that's a horseshit call. That's terrible. For, for a referee not to understand that that's exactly what Quentin Nelson is coached to do and that's what the rules allow him to do on a screen is kind of move the guy beyond him. That's the way that block is executed. To call that a hold was absolutely pathetic. Terrible call. Um, Dearness Johnson, his 28-yard run, third and nine, you know they're going to run the football. Somehow that guy kind of hunts and pecks, finds a hole on the outside to the left and goes for 28. That's terrible. Can't allow that to happen. Uh, that sealed the win. That was at the two-point warning. And, and then Frank Reich after the game. Look, I know you got to back up your guys, right, in the post-game press conference. I know you've got to do that. But to say that Philip Rivers is the least of your worries is crazy talk. That's, that's insane. You, you, can't, you can't say that kind of stuff and have the media take anything that you say from that point forward seriously. You can't balk at an opportunity to tell the truth and say, you know what? We got to say at least we got to clean things up. You know, we can't have that pick six. Can't have it. So we got to figure out a way not to have it. That's on me. It's on him. It's on everybody. That, that's fine, but to say Philip Rivers is the least of my worries, if you're starting, it, you know what? Russell Wilson is the biggest worry that Pete Carroll's got. Kyler Murray is the biggest worry that uh, the, the Cardinals have. Tom Brady is the biggest worry that the Bucks have. That's the position. Of course you're worried about your quarterback. You're always going to be worried about your quarterback. To say that Philip Rivers is the least gear worries is crazy. It ain't right. Uh, and this got to be a one-year deal. You can't, you can't have this. Like this, just that—that's no good. We and and here's the deal. People in Indianapolis, people—it's it, kind of like Indiana basketball. You know, when Indiana basketball isn't good, Indiana fans know it. Because we were taught the game by Bob Knight. Bob Knight taught us actively, not just by like assimilation, we learned the game. Bob Knight tried to teach us the game of basketball. And so because Bob Knight taught us the game of basketball, we know some things about the game of basketball as fans. With the Colts, we know what quarterback play looks like. We had Peyton Manning. For years and years and years, from 98 to 2010, there's Peyton Manning back there doing it right. Me sitting in the end zone, what, year after year, watching Peyton Manning like you're playing Madden 
with two minutes left in the first half, just go bonk, 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 touchdown or field goal every single time. We know what elite-level quarterback play looks like, and Peyton Manning with the Colts went to two Super Bowls and won only one of them. We know what that looks like. We know how hard it is for an elite-level quarterback to get to the Super Bowl. To tell us that Phillip Rivers is the least of your worries, and hell, Frank Reich was here, right, on the coaching staff from like 06 through 10. He knows... What He knows what we know. We know what it looks like. He knows what it looks like. This ain't it. So it's got to be one of your biggest worries. Of course it's your worry. Don't, don't sell us that. Be smarter than that and understand that we're smarter than that. You can be smarter than that. You can say, my quarterback's always going to be my biggest worry. Of course it's a worry. Guy throws a pick six. Hell yeah, you think I'm a crazy person? Of course it's a worry. That, you start to make sense. And it sounds like somebody who understands the magnitude of his worry in that situation. What are we doing? Frank Wright consulted us. Anyway, uh, you know what? It, yeah, it, it, he's not dynamic, and Rivers isn't. Rivers is a wonderful guy, right? Good dad, good husband as far as we know. All of that stuff, wonderful uh, but this isn't this isn't championship level football, you know. That's that's two out of five games where he's lost you the game. You know, if somebody else loses you the game, somebody else loses you the game. That's what happens. But if your quarterback loses you games, as Philip Rivers does, that you know, and and that wasn't. It's not like you were down twenty and Rivers is back there flinging it all over the yard trying to get you back in the game. This is the opening drive of the second half where, yeah, the Colts are behind, but they got a shot to get back in the thing, and all they need to do is relax a little bit, and he throws a pick six. What are you doing? So here come the Bengals and the Browns, and you better win those two, and you better wind up five and two in these first seven because then in November it gets messy where you got the Ravens and the Titans twice you, you, and the Packers, Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans. And if the Titans get their shit together where it comes to COVID, that's going to be a tough stretch of the schedule for you. And you could wind up at the end of that stretch of the schedule, you could wind up five and six. Go ahead and try to find a way to the playoffs going five and six in your first 11. I got a clue. It, it doesn't exist. That path doesn't exist going into uh, December at 5-6. and six. Not going to happen. So you've got to figure out how to beat good teams. Haven't figured out how to beat two bad teams so far. Although, i got to say, the Browns aren't bad. So one bad team in the Jags and one mediocre team in the Browns. Browns aren't great. They're kind of like the Colts. The, that, that defense is going to win you some games, and you just don't want Baker Mayfield to lose you games. That's what you are. And if you've got Nick Chubb healthy which the Browns won't for a while, you kind of got something. You know, you could win nine, ten games if you're the Browns. All right, NBA Finals. Lakers finally won that thing. This season from hell is over. And uh got to tell you, I didn't watch a single minute of that last night either because I didn't care who won. Didn't matter to me at all. LeBron James, I want to watch that guy win? No. Le- LeBron James is one of the more annoying 
uh, superstars. There, there's just no charisma to the guy. The guy, he is. He's a Sherman tank going up against uh, an army on horseback. It's like that old Saturday Night Live skit with Kirk Douglas playing Spartacus. What if Spartacus had a Piper Cub? And so Spartacus is up in a plane throwing grenades at, at people. And, you know, it, 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 when he was, you know, fighting uh, whatever he was fighting in those, those Roman wars. Of course, great advantage. You know, that, that's kind of like LeBron James physically over everybody else in the NBA. I don't need to watch this anymore. I've seen this. This has been on repeat for like 15 years in the NBA. I don't want to see it anymore. So he won his fourth title. And people are going to, all week long, it's going to be, is he Michael? Blah, 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 blah. Is he greater than Michael Jordan? Oh, I think he's the greatest now. <clears throat> How do you make that argument? What do you got here? Have you, did you ever watch Michael Jordan? For God's sake, number one, for me, a better basketball player all the way around. And number two, far more charismatic and likable. Uh, the Falcons, they finally fired Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. Quinn, of course, the head coach, and Dimitrov, the general manager. They are gone. The Falcons, they lost yesterday 23-16. So the Falcons are going to replay and uh, that's fine. That's the way it should be. Quinn was a nightmare uh, in terms of, of how that 0-5 came to be. So Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, makes a change. Dak Prescott, he got haywarded yesterday. A dislocated ankle. Just His foot was pointing the wrong direction. That wasn't good. So it was surgically repaired last night. And the surgery is said to have gone very, very well. And that's a good thing, because Dak Prescott bet on himself this offseason, did the franchise tag deal instead of the long-term deal where he would have been guaranteed a whole lot more money. So he's going to come back four to six months is the recovery time for this thing, and hopefully he comes back healthy and, uh, and makes a lot of money, because he's got a lot of money right now on the table. He put a lot of chips out there. And uh, you know what? Being franchise tagged, it, it's not. You know that's okay. He he's making more money this year than ninety nine point nine percent of Americans are going to make in their lifetime. So it's going to be okay for Dak Prescott. But he left a lot of money on the table. So as always, we wish him the best. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Can you tell? I'm still a little bit red assed over yesterday's loss. A little bit because we told you. All offseason, all through the season, there are going to be weeks when you say, okay, we can win with Phillip Rivers. And then there are going to be weeks where you see it. Uh-oh, we got problems. And you saw it all during camp. You saw camp days where Rivers was perfect until he wasn't. And when he wasn't, he threw it to the other guys, and the other guys brought it back. And you had you know what? He's okay when he's good. But when he's bad, when he does the wrong thing, he really does the wrong thing, and it's terrible. And you can't have that if you're going to be the Colts, and you're not exceptional in some other area. You've got to be exceptional in order to overcome a mediocre quarterback, and that is what the Colts have got. Phillip Rivers, going into this week, was ranked 17th like in everything. 
That's Phillip Rivers. And then, if you have the 17th-ranked quarterback in the NFL and he throws it to the other guys, you are going to get beat. That's the way it is. Uh, birthdays, John Sokol, Angela Borer, Patrick McGlynn, the great Ann Ryder. I miss Ann Ryder on Channel 13. Uh, Derek Davidson, happy birthday. Clay Gow, Melissa Kissinger, uh, Rob Haverly, Ben Boyd, the great Ben Boyd. Would have liked to have hired Ben Boyd, i got to tell you the truth. Uh, and Marv Nyron. Marv, happy birthday. The lovely, the talented Marv Nyron. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. You want to hear me and Alex Golden talk about the Pacers? I'm not doing it on a day after the, the Colts get beat like they did. So that is uh, um, Setting the Pace podcast. You can get that. Alex Golden tweets that out and Facebooks it and and you'll see the link. I'll retweet and share the link. You can listen to that. Or if you want to listen to me yell about the Colts some more, go to Periscope and Twitter because in about two minutes, I'm going to start doing that again. And I can't wait because the longer I think about it and the longer I talk about it, the matter I get about it. So there you go.